0: This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Keep my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. June 18, 2020. A few economic releases today. First up, initial jobless claims. For the prior week, uh, there was 1.566 million jobless claims. The forecast for the most recent week of June 13 was 1.22 million, and the actual was 1.508 million. So less than the prior week, but... uh, Quite a bit more in forecast, unfortunately, but still trending down. And in Minnesota, um, the latest reading is for June 14th, and that was 1.89 million applicants, and that is the lowest since the pandemic began. So good news there, too. Uh, the Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Survey came in, and this is basically a look at Philadelphia manufacturing. In May, the index was minus forty-three point one. The forecast for June was minus twenty-two point seven, and the actual was a positive twenty-seven point five. Big, big upward surprise there, especially considering the range of, of forecast was minus thirty-five to minus eighteen. So there was no, not one. A person uh, forecasted a positive reading, and yet here we have plus 27.5. So much, much better than expected, and suggests that manufacturing is really picking up the pace in Philadelphia. And the Leading Economic Indicators Index came out as well. In April, the index was down 6.1%. The forecast for May was 1.7%, and the actual was 2.8%. So, much better than in April and even better than forecast. So, that's good news too. And the uh, biggest contribution to the increase in the index was 1.9 percentage points from average weekly initial claims, which were 2.288 million in May, down from 4.180 million in April. So, good news there too. Also, average work week uh, picked up, which uh, went from 38.5 in April to 39.4 in May, so that added 0.65 percentage points to the index. Also, uh, adding to the index were uh, building permits, 0.39 percentage points, and stock prices, 0.22 percentage points. So, definitely signs of improvement in the economy for uh, from this Uh, from this economic release. Good news. Now for some notes from the Financial Times. The uh, the US scuppers global digital tax plan and fires warning to Europe. The U.S. has thrown into disarray plans for a global tax framework for technology companies after suspending talks with European countries and warning them of retaliatory measures if they, pass, if they press ahead with their own taxes. The move dashes international discussions under the auspices of the Paris-based OECD for a more equitable approach to taxing multinational companies. With the U.S. threatening tariffs if if European nations continue levying digital taxes, the letter paves way for a summer of transatlantic tension and heated negotiations. The U.S. US Treasury Secretary also reiterated prior threats to retaliate if the countries continued to implement their own digital taxes. The OECD had proposed a two-part compromise. Countries would be allowed for the first time to have some rights to tax profits made on the basis of sales in their jurisdictions, there would also be a global minimum corporate tax rate to stop countries from lowering rates in an attempt to attract company headquarters to their jurisdictions. Well, that's just all part of the, you know, that's part of the game. You know, if you want to bring companies in, I mean, local, you know, cities and counties do that do the same thing too. Uh, may not always be the best move, but... Uh, It brings in companies, it brings in jobs, and it brings in economic activity. So I don't see there's anything wrong with lowering tax rates to uh, attract companies to your country. I don't know why they would put a limit on that. Not a good idea. Beijing fights to control virus outbreak. China has tightened coronavirus restrictions in Beijing, canceling flights and closing schools to try to stem the outbreak in the capital. The Beijing outbreak has been linked to the sprawling Zinfati market in the west of the sea, which supplies most of the city's fresh produce. Schools across the capital have been closed and taxis prevented from entering or leaving the city. Nearly 1,300 flights or 70% of planes departing from Beijing's two airports were canceled yesterday. The new case numbers in Beijing pale in comparison with figures in the U.S. where thousands of people are diagnosed with the virus daily. <coughs> Visa predicts permanent change in consumer behavior. The pandemic is heralding a permanent shift in consumer spending, with increases in debit card and domestic transactions here to stay. A boom in online shopping and precipitous declines in cash usage. While spending in sectors such as retail and home improvement is improving, less optimistic about, they are less optimistic about the travel industry, a key revenue driver for many payment groups. They also predicted that cash cash usage would fall by an average of 30% across Europe this year. Debt investors uh, uh, investors let borrowers go back to the future on earnings. This is very, very strange. Businesses suffering plunging revenues because of COVID-19 are seeking to avoid potential debt breaches by substituting last year's profits in place of this year's in the documents they present to lenders. How in the world can they do that? How in the world can they get away with that? That just boggles my mind. This amounts to asking lenders to imagine that the pandemic had not even happened. But debt holders have so far accepted it because acknowledging depressed 2020 earnings could cause problems on both sides. When companies breach terms known as covenants, such as a requirement to stick within certain ratios of debt to earnings, lenders are normally at liberty to, de- to demand immediate repayment, or in extreme cases, trigger restructuring and take control of business assets. The trend has unnerved some investors, who are worried it will allow com- companies, who are worried it will allow companies to evade restrictions on how much they can borrow. That just—that is just crazy. <clears throat> Okay, and uh, no news on the coronavirus today. Uh, I did see that India's death rate went all the way back down to the 300 range, so that's good news. So hopefully yesterday's big jump was just a one-off. And uh, tip number 49 on how to stay sane during unemployment uh, falls under the fifth commandment of be good to others. Tip number 49 is encourage someone kind Of goes in the lines in line with the things I've been talking about this past uh, few days, you know, by ca- calling someone or, or, or sending them a card or praying for them or whatever, encourage someone. Um, you know, even if you're going through a bad time, you can always encourage somebody else who's going through a bad time to help them lift up their spirits, and that in turn will lift your spirits too, especially if it's well received and especially if it helps them to, you know, feel better or get out of a hole or at least, um be a little bit more optimistic about their own situation. So tip number 49 for today is encourage someone. That's all for today. Please subscribe and follow me. If you like what you hear, please spread the word. You can always listen to to previous episodes for other tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. And this is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.